Welcome to the Broad Beta Podcast. Broad Beta is a space to openly share women's and genderqueer experiences of adventures in the wild from the ordinary to the heroic. We bring you raw stories with the beta on the food, gear, and technical tips behind them. Our featured broads behind Broad Beta are climbers, backcountry skiers, and outdoor adventurers of all kinds. We aim to inspire and inform each other through our stories. Thank you for listening. Today, we're sharing a story called Hello, Hello, Logaland, written by two Norwegian female climbers, Ermeline de Sadelier and Marin Salte Kalalid. It was first published in the magazine for Norwegian Alpine Climbing in 2021, and it's been translated for us by Ermelina. Ermelina lives in Oslo, Norway. She started sport climbing during college in Trondheim, a town in central Norway. Soon after, she began ice climbing, skiing, and hiking, and she now mostly enjoys moving fast on complex terrain and multi-pitch trad routes. She works as a researcher and research manager on topics related to sustainable development. Marin also started climbing regularly in college in Trondheim and took up trad climbing there. She eventually moved back to her hometown of Stavanger in western Norway, where she sport climbs and boulders as much as possible and has climbed some big walls. She works as a geotechnical engineer. Volume 1 by Marin Salta Kawalid. Summer 2020. We are four stoked climbers going to northern Norway to the valley of Bjarangen in Nordland on the hunt for first ascents. Eirik is the leader of the expedition. Let's call this trip an expedition. Eirik and Orion visited the same valley the previous summer and put up two new routes. Now, Ermelina and I are joining the boys. Ermelina, Eirik, and I drove 16 hours straight from Oslo, wanting to take advantage of the forecasted weather window. Orion would be joining two days later. On the last ferry, we finally see the contours of the mountains we are heading for. We grab a few hours of sleep and leave our camp by the fjord at about 8 a.m. After hiking a couple of hours up the valley, we reach the base of the mountains we had scanned the evening before. I comment on how the top part seems quite steep. My comment is left unanswered. Eirik had studied photos of the mountain intensely since last summer and had several ideas for potential lines. Eirik and Ermelina have put up first ascents before. I am less experienced and less strong and have never climbed without a topo. The two discuss whether we should try to reach what looks like clean vertical cracks a third of the way up the wall. Eirik estimates the climb as grade 7 or 511. I am relieved when they conclude we can try that when Orion arrives. We rack up. We continue up to the cliff. My pulse is quickly rising. Am I in such bad shape? Every time I look up at the mountain looming over us, I feel dizzy and have to sit down. Ermelina encourages me, but I am starting to wonder if I am ready for this. If I turn around now, I will disappoint myself, but maybe that's better than having the entire crew turn around after we start climbing. The first pitch doesn't look that bad. Thinking that it steepens higher up and that Eirik probably still has in mind the nice, hard-looking vertical cracks, I conclude that this might be one of the few pitches I would be able to lead. I get surprised looks when I propose to start. 
The first pitch climbs easily and it feels liberating to climb exactly where I want. After about 40 meters, I find a ledge for building a belay. I am still nervous and in too much of a hurry and end up with a hanging belay one meter over the ledge. But, oh well, the first pitch is done and we have launched. While I belay up the others, I hear a sound. Did something move? No, for sure it didn't. Eric and Ermelina laugh when they see me dangling right over the ledge. Then we hear the sound again, and this time I see that a block in my belay moves. The following minutes are somewhat panicked. Eric slightly freaks out. He probably feels that he has a lot of responsibility having initiated this trip. Ermelina behaves more calmly and quickly rebuilds my belay. I feel stupid. The line follows a dihedral just to the left of the loose block, and we must trust that Ermelina, who is climbing the next pitch, manages to pass the block without touching it. Fortunately, she does and continues to climb elegantly. She rounds a corner and is out of sight. The climbing is good, steep, and hard, and we grade at 6 plus, 510 plus. It consists of vertical cracks and it requires both stimming and jamming. Irik's rope length, the third, is about as hard, but more challenging to protect. He pulls on a piece, making it a zero, something that could have been avoided by climbing more unprotected further to the left. Irik and Ermelina are euphoric, but my mind is still spinning around my unsafe belay and I am unable to enjoy the experience the same way as they do. I feel dizzy again, but it gets better with more mental support and some food. The fourth length doesn't look too bad either, so I suggest that I lead. I get two surprise looks again. Gee, that psych of yours swings. I choose to climb the easiest way around some potentially nice cracks, resulting in hellish rope drag. Still worth it, I'm back in the game again. Ermelina's turn. The climbing is both technically and mentally challenging, but particularly nice at six plus. Eirik then climbs a full rope length in a few minutes at five plus. It feels good to have progression. We've now moved onto terrain with many large blocks. It gets steeper above us and it is difficult to keep an overview of our line. I climb one more easy pitch, which we rated five, but it feels like climbing blind. On the eighth pitch, our line is wet. Ermelina moves into a large dihedral, tries to round it at the top, and discovers an unprotected slab. After a long hesitation, she swaps leads with Eirik. Turning around up here could be dicey, and it strikes us how vulnerable we are. Fortunately, Eirik puts up a pendulum at the top of the dihedral, swings himself over, and bypasses the slab at 6 minus A0. But it is a tired man that we meet at the belay. The terrain flattens out, and after one more pitch, rated five, and some scrambling, we are three tired but happy climbers who reach the top. We name the route Steel Lake, nine pitches, rated six plus A0. The route is named after the Norwegian word game Steel Lake, which means pathfinding or game. Volume two by Irmelina de Sudler. We sat and ate ice cream, watching the ocean the day after we came down from Stylique, when Marin started talking about a new climb. I felt my mood change from being thrilled by the thought of our previous ascent to being nervous. 
Stylique was one of the toughest climbs I had done. All my leads had been superb, but mentally challenging, and I was clearly proud. The route had given me a lot, but also drained me of much-needed mental energy. Orian had arrived, and he and Eirik were checking out lines for their climb the next day. A new climb meant that Marin and I would be on our own, without Eirik being there to help us out of whatever situation might turn up. The thought was exciting, but at the same time terrifying. Yesterday's last pitch, which I failed to climb, was fresh in my mind. I had been so close to making a very unsafe decision by stepping out on that slab as I could not have reversed my moves. And wasn't the neighboring cliff which Marin had in mind even steeper than the one we just climbed? Marin finally persuaded me to at least walk up the valley and have a look for myself. I slept badly that night. During the approach the next morning, I felt tired, a little nauseous, and generally in a bad mood. While I did not say a word, Marin was on fire. Irik and Orion went up to the start of the face we had climbed two days before, with the aim of reaching the cool cracks we avoided during our ascent of Stylik. Marin and I continued up the valley to the next face, she full of energy, myself rather reluctantly. When we came closer, I realized I had been fooled. The cliff was not at all as steep as it had seemed to be in profile. It was when I saw the nice, long, and clean cracks that my bad mood disappeared, replaced by a desire for adventure and climbing. I immediately tried to persuade her to start off by the cracks. This time, it was Marin's turn to be surprised. She laughed, but her answer was clear. This was no time for playing around. We had to find the easiest way up, which was on the edge further to the left, as we had planned. A little disappointed, but positively surprised by my change in mood, we scrambled first up to the edge, then did four pitches along it, rated at four, six minus, six minus, and five plus. The cracks were nice, the quality of the granite was high, and the climbing was very sustained. The line was easy to follow, and it was all well protected. The ambiance was just as good as our speed. This was a totally different experience than two days before. We were now crushing, and it felt so good. After the fifth pitch, we reached a small ledge which turned out to be a crossroad and chose to climb to the right, following a long, laying dihedral for three pitches, rated at five. At the end of it, it's deepened into a vertical, beautiful crack, which looked harder than it was, still just rated five. We reached another ledge and felt that we were near the top. After two more spicy and wet pitches, rated six minus and five plus, and 10 hours total of climbing, we topped out, right on time as fog slowly settled. We cheered and hugged, smiled from one ear to another. We were so proud of having opened this obvious line without major problems. Completing a first female ascent felt like an even bigger achievement than the ones I had done earlier with Irik, even if the climbing and route finding were quite easy. We quickly realized, however, that we were looking too often further to the right where Irik and Orion would top out. We had neither seen nor heard them, even if the two faces were close to each other. After having fueled up on chocolate, we ran over to the other top while the fog was thickening and started on the descent. Eventually, the phone rang. They had topped out an hour after us. Now we could really celebrate. We named our route Halu Logaland, 12 pitches, 6 minus. 
Irique and Orion put up the route Craft Car, 11 pitches, rated 7. We met the boys at the base of the cliff and stood for a moment observing our three lines before walking back to camp where gin and tonics were waiting for us. The good atmosphere only got better as the night went on. And now some tips and tricks for climbing in northern Norway. Norway is covered by good quality granite. You are better off with American crack climbing skills than European limestone power. In the Alps, you have Alpine starts. In northern Norway, you have Nord Norsk starts. That means you start climbing late in the evening and through the night in the midnight sun. The north walls become golden yellow during the night and are not as intimidating as further south. All climbing is rather accessible, as there usually are roads or boats taking you far into the mountains. Rent a small car and bring a tent or rent a camper van. Beware of a good chance for bad weather on the west coast and in northern Norway. It can rain a lot. Think Squamish. You can camp and walk nearly anywhere according to the law of freedom to roam. Most Norwegians speak English, making it an easy country to travel around in. And lastly, be sure to try Norwegian Brunost, Akvit, and Fenelor. Please check out the Broadbeta website at broadbeta.com to see beautiful pictures of Marin and Irmelina's trip in Norway. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the story. Hey, speaking of stories, have you ever thought about sharing your story? We want your story. Yes, you. If you have shared any kind of climbing or skiing adventure as a team of women or gender fluid folks, we'd love to share it with our broad beta community. This is a space for our untold personal journeys, their joys, sorrows, struggles, and epiphanies. For more great content, check us out online at broadbeta.com. Music throughout this episode is by Holizna Radio, and the music in the background right now is by Rocky Marziano.